Iron Age society, barely into that age of proto-humanoids, and they choose you to be their god. Their one and only true savior. Wouldn't that be some shit? I know what I would do. I would make them create me a giant, beautiful, and comfortable chair and feed me delicious mango drinks all day long. <laughs> do they have mangoes? But one Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise did no such thing. And today, we're going to discuss that on this episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. <laughs> and I'm Josh! <laughs> This What's is, up? That was great. Thanks. Thanks. I did something different, everybody. <laughs> we did a different thing. Yeah. yeah we're going to be talking about Who Watches the Watchers, a season three episode of TNG. It's episode four in that season. And mm. it is probably the specific time when the Prime Directive gets stretched the hardest. It gets, yeah. It gets punched around and beat up and stretched the hardest. I like to think of the Prime Directive as uh, a rubber band, not so much as a metal gate, right? That's probably true. Like, because the Federation has to understand that there isn't going to be situations where all these proper etiquette things are going to work. It needs to be flexible, right? Like It's true. Although in this episode, they do snap the rubber band and then put it back together with hot glue. Well, they do. The, he, he does the right thing, in yes. my opinion. Oh, for because sure. Because his, history would teach you that if he were to do not what he did, it would have been very bad. Oh, yeah. It, they talk about that in this episode specifically. Like, we're talking about Inquisitions and bloody holy wars yeah, if he yeah. doesn't do something. Yeah, he would have just fuck. They would have been like, "No, I'm the Picardite. I'm a logic logician." You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would have been. They would have yeah. been like Picardites and overseerism, and like <laughs> people would have fucking been murdered yeah. over that shit. Yeah, um, but instead, uh, nope. He fixes it sorta by breaking the rules. He does the right thing. Yeah, he figures out a way to make certain that their society isn't completely tainted by the Federation's interference and maybe you've been bettered a little bit because of it. Who oh, knows? yeah, it probably makes their society more Vulcan-like. Like, I was thinking about that. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. but oh, yeah, I was that's thinking, fine, that's fine. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, when Spock, uh, in the previous episode we watched, says, like, uh, it might have been the, the animated series where he's like, oh, aliens landed on Vulcan and they went away much wiser. Yeah. You know? And it's like, maybe that happened to the, to the what are these guys Mentokans. called? Mentokans. Mentokans, yeah. yeah. Maybe they, they realize, oh, well, we need to just follow the path of science now because look at where it's going to get us. We're going to have fucking spaceships and shit. Mentokans bring up a lot of questions that have absolutely no answers. Why are they like Vulcans? I don't know. Yes. Why are they like Vulcans? Why do they Uh, have Romulan forehead things? Panspermia? I get I mean, that's true in Star Trek. That's proven in an episode. Yeah. But, like... The The Gatekeepers, right? That's their name? The Gatekeepers? Something like that. I forget now. They're in the game. You talk to them in the game. Well, like, Mentokans bring up questions about Romulan evolution as well. Are Romulans devolved Vulcans? Did Vulcans look like Romulans before? 
I mean, there really, like, sort of isn't a difference. I mean, it's sort of like, it's just like how we have different, like, features, right? Yeah, but, like, all the Mintakans have the Romulan forehead thing. Yeah. And all Romulans have the Romulan forehead thing, past TOS, anyway. So it it just brings up strange questions. I mean, it's a... It would be a fucking amazing discovery, right? Like, yeah. like you'd be like, oh, look, I found this proto-Vulcan society. People would be like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. We gotta figure from... this shit out. Oh, it'd be like, I mean, you would win, like, a fucking Nobel Peace Prize for that shit. Uh, or a Nobel Science Prize. Not yeah. A peace Prize. <laughs> Peaceful science. <laughs> Nobel Science Prize. Mintakans are, sh- are just, like... that. Like, think about it, though. Like, imagine that... The original Vulcan society, which I guess are the original proto-Vulcans, before they split into Romulans and Vulcans. Right. Imagine that they all look like Romulans, and then when they split, the Vulcans are the ones that evolve differently. The The real answer is that it's a show... Shut up, Josh. I'm just... being science. <laughs> but but I but I know I like doing this too. Like, why are the Romulans slightly different? It's, I... it's like divergent evolution in my mind. I, yeah, I well, definitely it, settled it makes, on that. It makes sense for the Romulans that they possibly evolved slightly differently yeah. on wherever they were. Maybe being in space. I mean, we think that's going to happen to us too. Like, oh, yeah. We're going to go into space and whoever is out there long enough isn't going to be human completely anymore because they're going to evolve to living like that. They're going to look like Junji Ito monsters and shit. Yeah, we're going to look like our bones aren't going to need to be as dense. We're not going to need to be in gravity as much. It's just going to be dead. It's going to be the way it is. But, like, like The thing that fascinates me from what, I, from what I'm saying is that like we always think that Romulans are the ones that evolve differently. But right, what if Vulcans, Vulcans are the ones that evolved differently? Well, that makes more sense, more evidence to your theory, because they were the one who, ones who stayed on Vulcan with yeah. all that radiation That's from the true. nuclear fallout. And like the rom- like maybe the Vulcans continually evolved to better live on the planet Vulcan, Vulcan and that's yeah. why they're so fucking strong and Romulans aren't. Yes, because they needed to survive on a desert world, because there's like one ocean, right? There's like a sea. Yeah. Dude, w- I've just rewritten all of Star Trek for you guys. I hope you all you're, enjoy. You're, I'm, I'm into this theory that the, the Vulcans are the ones who evolved. I don't think Romulans have the cat's eye going on. No, the, they, the as far as I know, they don't. They don't, yeah. I also think they don't. Um, this episode was written by two guys, Hans Beemler and Richard Manning. Who <laughs> That is a fucking name. Uh, I don't know anything about these two guys, and I'm not going to get into it. They they both wrote for Next Gen and a little bit of Deep Space Nine. Uh, however, I find it incredibly interesting that they never wrote anything by themselves they were a team they were a writing team well they were a team but then when they they started working separately they also worked with other people to write episodes they never some, wrote an episode themselves um, yeah some people just don't work that way i find that interesting because i've not run into that yet when it comes to star trek i've run into teams who only work together but i've never run into teams who split up and only work with other people it's also possible that they did work with other people. Other directors and writers worked to write the episode with other people, but they just didn't give them credit because they weren't. That's probably true. It's like a writing room thing, regardless. Y- yeah, yeah. Like it, maybe they weren't in the guild or something. Who fucking knows? There's like, all kinds of stupid shit. 
like Iris Stephen Bayer is one of the better Deep Space Nine writers. Yeah. And um the uh Hans Beamler co wrote like half the episodes that Iris Stephen Bayer did. So he's got a skill. Unfortunately he also co wrote Prophet and Lace, so go for Is that the transgender one? Yeah, the one that tackles that with a lot of uh with grace. all of nineteen ninety sixes Yes. Grace about the subject, yeah. Um, and <laughs> this episode was uh, directed by our old pal Robert Weimer, not Weiner. Uh, that's totally his name. His name is totally Weimer, and it wasn't Weiner that he changed <laughs> to Weimer. Man, He's if at I was going to change my name, I would at least go out of my way to get away from Weiner. Nah, he was at the change office. <laughs> The ch- I go to the change office sometimes. <laughs> he was at the fucking whatever the fuck you do to change your name, the, the, the city council room, and they were like, what do you want to change your name to? And he went, uh, I don't know. What's the letter before N? <laughs> Weimer. That's it. No one will ever know my dark secret. <laughs> uh, Robert Weimer directed uh, this episode, of course, Data's Day, Schisms, uh, masks. Masks. He did direct masks. We're going to do masks. Like, it's going to happen. And we're going to do it for Halloween. Maybe that can be the episode that Kevin is in my place. <laughs> wait, wait, why is there that? Why is well, there, there was that an episode? Thing? There was an episode where Kevin was in my place before, wasn't there? Or was he, or was uh, it you? Uh, he was in my place, yeah. Yes, yeah, he was in your place, so it's my turn to, who's to gonna, sum out on a who's bad Who's going to start the show? Oh, my God. He'd have oh to. <laughs> He'd have to. No, I would have to do it. Yeah, you guys would have to figure out between yourselves how you're going to do that shit. We would just do it like how we do like for 10 friends. We would just ramble for 15 minutes and then just start it somewhere. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I would not be watching Masks, so I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> I also will not be listening to that episode. <laughs> uh the most interesting part of this episode, besides, of course, the moral quandary and the great characterization, is the fact that um, the main Mintakan, Liko, yeah. is... Well, I guess he's not the leader of the Mintakans, but he's the main one we get to know, him and his daughter. Yeah. And Liko is played by uh, Ray Wise, who you might know as uh, Leland Palmer from yes. Twin Peaks. The man yes. who is just a mess. So, and his daughter, OG, yeah, I think is so. played by Pamela Adlon, and Pamela Adlon is everywhere. You've seen Pamela Adlon. She's in Louie. That's where I first, She's a comedian. Uh, she's in Bumblebee. She's the mom in Bumblebee. Oh, yeah? Wow, she's everywhere. Uh, she's in all kinds of shit. You'd you'd recognize her if you've seen her. She looks like uh like a mom. She's like a, like she a plays mom. a mom. She plays a mom a bunch. You know, going back to the like big eighties movies, the same lady plays the mom in like ninety percent of them. You ever notice that? Oh yeah. It's always like mom casting. Central mom casting. <laughs> yeah. But like I've been watching Twin Peaks a little bit lately, much to Josh's chagrin on Twitter. Oh, I don't care. And, Why would <laughs> I? I've, I've not watched it. I know people love it though. It's I tried to watch it once before, and the first episode is so fucking slow. I mean, I remember when it was on. I remember like, watching it when I was very, very little. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but it was on. It's it's hard for me to tell people to watch Twin Peaks because you have to watch the first episode to understand any of it. Yeah. But the first episode is like a trick. 
The first yes. episode is tricking you into thinking this is a serious show. Right, and it, it is a serious show, but it's right. also like a fever dream. Look, I saw Mulholland Drive. I don't need to watch it. Like, Twin Peaks is like, a, it's a lot softer than Mulholland Drive. It's I like lo- David Lynch a lot, and I like yeah. like that he exists, but... I mean, there are parts of Twin Peaks that aren't softer, but I mean, like, yeah. it's it's a lot... It's got kid gloves, uh, David Lynch, in a lot of ways. Yeah, because it's for TV, right? It can't... But it's, it's like, very funny as well. Yeah. Like, Agent Cooper is, like, a, a non-human. He's, like, a weird alien man who doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't... But, like, the weirdest part is he goes to this, like, police pre- this like police office in this tiny town, and he's like, hey, I'm a fucking weirdo, and I'm in charge of this investigation yeah. now. And they're all like, sure, we'll do whatever weird shit you want. We'll never yep. even question you about there's it. There's just, like, no logic. It's just, they just do it, right? Yeah, like, there's a part in the second episode, Agent Cooper has known the sheriff for maybe two days. Yeah. Where they interview this kid and he leaves and they're sort of talking to each other a little bit. And Cooper grabs his nose, the sheriff's nose, and shakes it and goes, and then they laugh and get up and leave together. (laughs) It's so weird. It's just so David Lynch. It's just so fucking weird, dude. It's so fucking weird. But I've been watching that and, like, as soon as I saw Lika, I was like, Mr. Palmer, what are you doing yeah. here? Yeah. He, I mean, that guy's in a ton of shit, he too. Is. He, he's he, in a million things. He plays, like, crazy, like, B-movie villains in every yeah, fucking B-movie. B-movie villains or, like, uh, mob guys. Like oh, he, he, weird, he plays a lot weird, of mob guys. Weird yeah. mob guys, yeah. Ray Wise. He was, he was in RoboCop. Is he in a uh, Batman? Is um, a Batman thing? I don't think so. There's a picture of him as the Joker. <laughs> he was in Swamp Thing. Ah, that show rules. Oh, he was in the the movie Swamp Thing. Oh, the first, the original yes. Swamp Thing. I remember watching that and being like, this is bad. I remember watching it on TV and being like, what is this? <laughs> it's It's like a love story? Is she in love with the like the shit monster? It's like the shape of the water before it, they could make it good, right? Yeah, and the thing about the comics is like they're very different. Like a guy gets murdered and his body gets thrown in a swamp and he gets reborn as like a fucking horrible monster yeah. and then starts murdering mobsters. It's like Yeah. <laughs> it's Oh, he's in Tim and Eric. I forgot. He's always in Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric has the best cast. Of, <laughs> it's like everybody's. Dude, I love that show. Uh, <laughs> but I was shocked to see him when he first showed up. I was like, oh, he's he's back. You know that he's a good actor because, like, I didn't realize. Like, I knew I knew him. I was like, I know that guy. But I never. I didn't. I didn't look, so I didn't know who he, he pl- was. He plays an extremely afraid zealot very well in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He does a really good job of like uh, really making you feel bad for him too. Like you feel yeah. really sorry for him. You feel bad for him. You also feel that he's a complete idiot, but you don't hate him for it, which is very difficult. That's to have like, a character. Yeah. So like that's what's great about all the people who play them in Talkins is like they play innocent so well in this. Yes. They like, they they're very good natured, like genuinely intelligent people. They're but like they, hobbits. 
Yeah, they are quite a lot like hobbits, actually. If hobbits decided that God wanted them to kill Deanna Troy. Yeah, which, like... They might. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Eru Iluvatar might fucking hate Deanna Troy, for all I know. Probably does. <laughs> I, f- I feel bad for Troy, because, like, Riker just fucking bolts and leaves there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta go save Palmer and hide him in this rock. <laughs> He goes back to the fucking ship and just, like, gets turned back into regular Riker. If I was Picard, I'd be like, hey, aren't you, like, going back for your girlfriend? Yeah, it might be smarter to, like... So, like, if it was, like, a real starship, right, they'd be like, yeah, just stay like that for a while, because we don't know, right? But it's a show, so they're like, I'm not going to put the makeup on him. (laughs) Like, it takes fucking four days to put that shit on. Yeah, he's done with the makeup. He's not going back to the planet ever again for no reason. No. Not happening. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes is like, fuck that. Jonathan Frakes, uh, apparently, I have still not seen Picard, but apparently Riker runs a pizzeria in the future. Uh, we're not going to talk about Picard, but I will just say uh, it annoys the fuck out of me that he is not a captain. It in bothers that show. me as well. I'm sure they have some reason, but I'm I, sure. I don't know. He's got a kid, so that means can't be a captain anymore because, no. you know. You definitely can't bring your family along with you no. on ships or anything. <laughs> if there was ever a character that would do that, it's him. Yeah. And, they, and they're not doing that. But His then they'd have would, to... Riker's kids would not be like, ha-ha, I'm a regular fucking right. kid. They'd be right. like, I'm fucking action kid. Yeah, they I'm would be like do some fucking Johnny action. fucking Quest. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to paint you guys a fucking portrait here that you're going to hate isn't real. <laughs> Could <laughs> you imagine Riker and Troy... And they're the captain and, like, the ship's counselor or first officer on a ship. Right. The, their kids are on the ship, and they make friends with another kid, and it's yep. fucking Johnny Quest, Johnny Quest in space. That's the most incredible fucking... <laughs> that would be amazing. It would all, It would simultaneously make, like, that, that fucking Will Wheaton shit. Like, there'd be kids, right? But they would yeah. be Star Trek kids. They'd be Johnny Quest kids. Yes. Yeah. And they would just be like adventuring, kind of like like Lost in Space style, you know, like like yeah. Johnny Quest, like sixties style, right? Yeah, f- full on Johnny Quest in space with Riker as both Doctor Quest and Race Bannon. <laughs> I, I, guess I love Troy that. could be Doctor Quest in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, Doctor Quest. Yeah, Man. and he would be Race. A portrait everyone would love. The first, uh, the first. Uh, gay couple on TV. Ray Spannon and Dr. Quest. It's true. In my head. <laughs> really, if you watch that show and you don't see them as a couple, I don't know what fucking how show are you, you're watching. How are they not, right? Like, how are they not together? This is this is me and the man I spend all of my waking hours <laughs> with. Is, We're not together is, or anything. This is my very put-together, muscular-as-fuck, hot bodyguard. <laughs> He, he sleeps in the same room as me, but just to keep me safe. <laughs> he sleeps in the same bed as me, but that's yeah. because assassins might drip some poison down a string. He he puts his big, strong arms around me when we're in bed together, just, and he puts safe. his wiener up my butt so that we can just keep safe at Just night. to feel safe, yeah. It's just a safety issue. We're not together. What a beautiful couple. Man, that there's that sh- Harvey Birdman episode where they're like fighting over custody of yeah, Johnny, of Johnny. And Haji. Uh, Venture Brothers does Johnny Quest because like Venture Brothers is like a spoof of Johnny Quest. Yeah, he's but in they, it, isn't but he? they meet him. Yeah, he's a yeah. heroin addict. It's great. He's like it's a gross amazing. heroin addict. Yeah, yeah it's funny. And because he's like a child star, right? So he's like a fucked up drug addict. 
there's an episode with Race Bannon in it as well. Yeah. Where uh, there's an episode of Scooby Doo with Johnny Quest characters in it. Yeah, they like murder a Frankenstein. Yeah, like Frank Race, and, Race yeah. Bannon like jumps out of a helicopter with a machine gun and like breaks into a headquarters and it turns out that the villains have already been there, but he does beat up a bunch of people. God, that show is great. That's a great show. Johnny Quest is great. Did you ever see the nineties Johnny Quest? Yeah. It had like cyberspace. I love that show. Super cool. There's a reference to that in the description of every episode of M Class Email. There is? Yeah, it says uh, $5 and up patrons receive this. will receive this episode a week ahead of time as it is written in the Book of Rage. <laughs> I don't remember. That is a fucking deep-ass cut. I don't know why I put that, but it's been on every episode for a really long time. What a segue into the Patreon ad. <laughs> yeah, patreon.com slash podcast, where you too can read the Book of Rage. <laughs> Ezekiel Rage was that guy's That's name. That's his name, yeah. I remember that. Fucking love that, that was, show. That used to be on at like 5 in the morning. Oh yeah, I used to wake up and watch it before I yeah. went to the bus to go to school all the yeah. time. That and Freakazoid. Oh, Freakazoid was the shit. I fucking love that show to this day. It's one of the one like kid shows that had a lot of references in the 90s that really still stands up. Those those Spielberg animated show like Tiny Toons was a Spielberg thing, mm-hmm. right? Animaniacs. Animaniacs and Freakazoid. Those were amazing. Yeah. It's it's weird that we don't really have anything like that. It's anymore. weird that they're not shown again. They there is a reboot of Animaniacs happening and they showed some artwork from it and it it's looks like, exactly the same. Oh, uh, that's good. I was really fucking excited for that. Yeah, like, I don't think you can make the Animaniacs look different, right? No. I mean they have to look like nineteen thirties cartoon characters. That's the Dot. point. I love Dot. Dot's great. I <laughs> Being like being a sarcastic, smart ass kid, I loved Yakko the best. Oh yeah, yeah, Yakko. I love that dot is dot because it's the apostrophe in yeah. WWE. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode of Star Trek is incredible. We shouldn't be dancing around it, but we are gonna dance around it for one commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. Nice. After the messages. We'll be right back. I got Donkey Kong, and now I'll get you too, Junior. I'm Donkey Kong Junior, and that's my papa. I'm trying to save him, and boy, do I need your help. Nintendo's Donkey Kong Junior, the arcade game, is now the super home video game. Save your papa, huh? Save yourself first. <laughs> He's chasing me with snapping jaws, and I could fall. Help Donkey Kong Junior save his papa on your ColecoVision, Atari 2600 VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Game players everywhere, please help me save my papa. Welcome back, everybody. We did it. Uh, let's hop uh, right into this shit. This episode talk is about this great. Episode. <laughs> it's a fucking incredible episode. The um, the episode starts. We don't even start with the Enterprise. We start with a uh, Federation observation post on Mintaka yeah, Three with uh, Palmer, Mary, and Guy. <laughs> Guy, guy, guy who, who dies. survives, but Mary dies. Yeah, Sorry, Mary, Mary you don't make strange. it out of this one. Damn, that's a like a really strange scene for like a 
like afternoon television show. I guess it was like night at this point. It wasn't <laughs> one in the afternoon. But it's still strange for like a basic cable show to just watch. You, let's go into this room and watch this lady die. I love it. Point. It's very Twilight Zone, and um, it's uh, it's great. Oh yeah. The uh, the Enterprise is contacted by uh, the people the in humans, Taka the Three Federation people. and the humans, yeah, and they are worried because their battery life is like they only have a couple hours left before the whole thing shuts down, and they have like a holographic yeah. projector that's the only thing between. This is them the first time we see that how the Federation kind of does that, and then we later see it in uh, Insurrection, right? Yeah, when Data yeah, goes fucking nuts. Fucking running around like a ghost. We're going streaking! <laughs> Here's my floppy android dick. Uh, but the uh, the generator just explodes. Yeah, they don't, they don't know and it's going to blow up, apparently. They're just like, it's running out, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, for some reason yeah. it also And then blew there goes up, the wall, the rock wall is gone. And it does this really cool zoom in on Picard, and he says, "Increase speed to one." Yeah. Da, 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 and then da, da, the song plays, da, 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 da. and you skip it on Netflix because you've heard it ten thousand times. I always I never skip it. skip it. I skip every other Star Trek opening. I can't. I can't. I've seen it so many times. I have to get my <laughs> Jo one. Um, Jo Picard. The uh, <laughs> the uh, Enterprise arrives to Menchaca three, and an away team beams down to sort of finish. It's taking their fucking but, sweet uh, time, dude. Every time, dude. Yeah, every time I no watch Jordy like replace the the reactor, I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> fucking let's go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like he 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 like slowly uh, screws that. It's thing. like, dude, there's like <laughs> Mentakans out there. You cannot let them see you yeah we meet two men talkings at this point a father and daughter Liko and og and apparently og is now in charge of taking record of the yes, sundial she's like a records keeper which shows us the audience that the men talkings are right. scientifically minded people who take their responsibilities they're vulcans very but seriously they to have emotions they're just emotional vulcans yeah, and they don't kill no. anybody with nuclear arms. You can't arms. hug your Vulcan kids with nuclear arms. <laughs> you can't hug your OG with nuclear <laughs> arms. But uh, Liko and OG sort of, they notice the like flash of electricity that's happening up at the, uh, they call it a duck blind, which I find a very fun name yeah it's it, very primitive but also it's the most advanced fucking shit ever right because it's just like a fucking yeah i always think about like how they make that like how, what does that take to make that a thing yeah i imagine that they like pre-create the entire lab and then they like, beam the rock out um, they probably have the ability to do that, like beam and then a beam piece in. of the rock out, and then, and then beam like the, have yeah. workers like fit and make it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, they they basically beam it in, and then like the science crew that go down probably like do last adjustments and everything to fit everything else Man. in that they need, and then they shut it off with some uh, holograms. Then how do they get rid of it? Like, there's a whole fucking like. Um, 
beam it into space. <laughs> you could just and say, beam it, it out, yes, right? Just beam like the rock away. <laughs> yeah. Do the rock away. Lean back. Beam back. But, uh, beam back. <laughs> lean back. <laughs> lean back. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was talking about thinking about this the other day when I was hanging out with some people. Like, I really wanted to make like a hip hop reference. Oh, fuck, dude. That sucks. It. And I was like, yeah, shit, I, I wish Josh I was here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, Liko and OG follow the, like, light that's, like, flashing in the distance, and they find the, uh, yeah. lab, the, like, hidden lab. Liko literally climbs up and, it's- like, pops his head up. Like, <laughs> yeah, <there's- laughs> that little violin sound from, like, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so fucking it's so fucking funny to me that they're just going about their way and like data turns around commander. and goes, uh commander yeah. uh sees <laughs> and they all turn around like uh it's kind of oh. it's kind of not like this episode is like everyone's worst day on the enterprise right oh, everyone's yeah. having the worst day but Liko like grabs a wall to steady himself, and he gets electrocuted and falls off. Yeah, the it's a fucking pretty cool mountain. shot. Like there's a there's like a a stunt. It like is. this guy's like a stunt in this. When they He's whenever stunned. they go to, um, especially in the new Star Trek, the new Star, especially in TNG, like the new Star Trek, the yeah, new Star yeah. Trek. <laughs> this is where my mind is at, right? Uh, Whenever they go on site, like when they go to California, like the rocks, like those desert rocks that they're at here, the show just gets like better yeah. in in TNG, not in TOS. It's not it in TOS. It gets, it gets bad. Funny, yeah, though, it's not usually. good. But this episode is like they got a stunt. They got some really cool sets going on, like the the like. I guess the Mead Hall, like whatever you would call the Mentalkin Hall. Oh yeah, I yeah, really like the really Mentalkin cool. Village. It's cool. They're like main hall. I would like their outfits are very yes. like Renaissance fair, but they gushy yeah. them up a little bit to make it seem a little. It's less still the future, earthy, which right? I like. But it's not the past. For it's 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 not our past. Yeah, it's not our their past. past. It's yeah. their so, past. That, which that's hard as fuck to do. Nice. That's a lot of thinking. Yeah, although Liko is wearing the like pirate shirt from well, Seinfeld. She probably whatever. borrowed it from Jerry. <laughs> um, he falls off the fucking mountain, and OG tries to go to him, his daughter. But uh, Doctor Crusher runs and down OG hides and beams him to yeah. sick bay. And OG sees it, and she's like, uh, "What the lo- fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I would like it. I would like it to be on record on M Class podcast that uh, I don't think Doctor Crusher has ever looked. Well, she's better back, than right? This she's this is her return. Yeah, she is her hair, gorgeous in this. Her hair is with very short hair. It's very red. <laughs> Josh is saying the same things I'm it's saying, very but just in red. his own redhead way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, OG's shocked. But then, like, she looks up at the hole in the yeah. rocks, and it's just gone. And when she goes back, she can like, I guess the hologram is like hard. It's light, a hologram. She like touches yeah, it's like it, a hologram, it right? Like it feels like a rock. Yeah, it's like it a, just feels like, like a, a rock. holodeck yeah. hologram. Yeah. Um. 
Every time I think of solid holograms, I think of... Oh, you haven't seen Red Dwarf. There's a guy in it who's a hard light hologram because they, right, they didn't want to have make a guy yeah. be there who wasn't alive. <laughs> this show is so fucking funny. Anyway, um, back in uh, sickbay, they have, like, Leco on... Like a, like a gurney with everybody else they're trying to help. They're trying to help the yeah. scientists that got, like, and they're all fucked like, up in the explosion. Where am I? They're all, like, out of it, right? And and they didn't, somebody didn't give Liko enough, like, like, trank? No. Like, He's Picard pissed, is yeah. mad. This is one of those classic, like, Picard and Crusher, like, butting heads. Crusher wants to do right. the humane thing, and Picard wants to do the bigger right. picture Which, thing. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what the right thing is. I don't think there is an answer to that, no. right? Like, I understand yes. both of them entirely in this, which some episodes it doesn't work out that way. Some episodes it's obvious right. that Crusher is in the right, and other episodes it's super obvious that Not Picard here, is in though. the right. No. And Picard is like, you know what you have to do. You have to... Yeah, and we get a little... Life. Why get a little like short-term memory tension? Like I feel like it's re- very real yeah. because she's like I'm familiar with Doctor Pulaski's technique, which is like because she wasn't yeah. on the show for a season. It's very uh, I don't know. It's like almost meta because it's like she knows it's like true. she wasn't there, it's true. right? Like, and she also like fails horribly. Yeah, Doctor. She fails at that. She we'll fails that. a lot in this. She is not having a good day. Like, nobody is. No, no one is. Like you yeah. said, it's everybody's worst day. day on the Enterprise. Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Baron wakes up. He's like, oh, oh, oh my dick. Oh, okay. I'm he fine. does say that. And uh, it turns out, uh, like, uh, Dr. Palmer is still down there. He must have disappeared in the Yeah, the explosion happens and he, like, rolls out and he's like, ah, I'm out of here. Fuck yeah. this. <laughs> Roll out. Rolls out. Bop, bada, roll out. I'm just With getting as many in as I can. Um, <laughs> Liko wakes up and he sees Picard talking, and Picard doing his Picard thing doesn't notice that there's like a delirious proto vault. They do staring a cool, like, a Vaseline on the lens type of shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's it very, looks very like, dream like magic, right? Like ethereal. I ethereal. was you were going to say yes. ethereal. That's perfect. Yes, that's a perfect description. Um, Picard is like, "What the fuck?" And so, Doctor Crusher literally says, runs damn. over. She and says, goes, "Damn, oh, no, she goes, damn." <laughs> yeah, like damn, fucking I two times, <laughs> man. So like, but, but before this, Picard is like, "She like Crusher says, should I let him die? Or, or I, I I couldn't let him die." And Picard's like, "You should have let him die." Yeah, he's like, "I don't think yeah. I can agree with that reasoning." And she's like taken aback by this. She's like, "Fucking really? Prime Directive John is Luke? fucking serious shit, man. Like, you can't let these people see us. It's so fucking. Da- Think about how fucking dangerous it is for everybody." Yeah, the thing is, I understand the purpose of a duck blind. Like, I lived in the South. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're trying to get as close as you can to, at this point, what you're trying to study, not what you're trying to shoot. But it seems so unnecessarily risky. Yeah. That, why don't you just study from orbit? 
Like you're not as close. Well, they talk about that in Enterprise. Why they do that? It's kind of nice. There's a nice episode where they're like, "We have to come down here. Like we have to, because you don't know how they live without watching them." That's true. If you're watching from orbit, you do. Start yeah, they're not to see people. You have to understand people. them as 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 not humans, but as as living organisms, right? Like, yeah, it's. It's the. It's just. But it's worth so it. Risky. And apparently, I mean, I agree. It's like it's that human exploration shit. It's like it's worth it. The danger is worth it. It will be worth it. It's true. It does only fuck up twice in the history of Star Trek. So that's that's a really yeah. good. We track just get this one is just Star like Trek. that perfect failure, right? Where everything fails. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And. Lico and OG right. just happened if, to be I was thinking about it when I watched it. Well. If the if, sun wasn't at the position where it's at when she checks the sundial, they wouldn't have never seen it. Yeah. That's true. So I guess that's not really It's as like a perfect confluence of events, right? Like if it was like later in the day, they would have turned the other way and not seen the blinking, right? It would have just they wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Uh, they they beam Liko down to the planet after doing the Pulaski procedure, and he just it just yeah. doesn't work. He remembers everything. He's like, "Oh, gee, you must." The legends of right. our gods are true. I know the true and name like, of the just overseer. That's superstition. And then they they dig hard on astrology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is funny as fuck. fuck. Yeah, dude. He's like, like we used to think the stars could govern our lives. That's just yeah. foolish yeah. nonsense. <laughs> and he's like, no, you have to know the Picard. The Picard. Oh, no. And we as an audience are like, wow, could they have yeah. fucked this up Whoops. worse? <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh they uh, they have like a meeting in the observation lounge and data is talking about uh the fact that palmer may have ended up in like a sinkhole or a cavern and that's why they can't scan for it yeah because again it's very star trek there's like stuff in the rocks that make it hard if i was a if i was a fucking star trek engineer I'd be like, all right, here we're gonna make like a different way to scan for this stuff. I, I would be like, here's my goal, team. We need to figure out a way to scan through gallium. Can we do that? Because like this is ridiculous at this point. Like engineers, there's a, a part I watched uh, just for fun. Yeah. I watched the episode with Scotty uh, Relics, yes. I think it's called. Um, and Jordy's like really. A lot of the technology on this ship hasn't changed in the last hundred years, and I was like, "Really?" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about like the technology that's changed in the past like century for Earth. <laughs> like, we went from a biplane yeah, I mean, to like space communication. <laughs> like, like that's amazing. It's like, w- were there even cars? Yeah, there were cars, ago? but like, really, think about. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Model T and shit. Yeah, think about like not just, I mean, now. not not just that. Like, think about the mi- the microchip. Like, it's changed everything. Yeah. It's just everything's different. I guess it's tough to project that far yeah, ahead, it, especially. You have to think there's got to be like a a slowdown in technology at some point, or else you won't be well, able to. In imagine. reality, there might not be, which is crazy to think about. No. 
I mean, unless we get coronavirus off the face well, of the we'll earth, kill everybody. Like, I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, slow we're down. just gonna become machines. That's the, that's what's gonna happen. I'm fine with that too. I'm cool with that. I I will become just give me, the like robot. better eyes. Yeah, I really yeah. I'm worried about yeah, my too. eyes as I get older because yeah, they've always been shitty. And like my whole yeah, eyes are important. Is they're important using yeah. my eyes. Like I, all I need are my eyes, my brain, and my right hand, and I can continue to be. An That's artist. all I need too, because all I, I can need. continue watching porn. It's true. <laughs> Fuck, I can do two things. Cool. Um, so they can't find Palmer's life signs, and they real like Crusher's like, yeah, we need to find him because he's super injured. So we need yeah. to send an away team down. Says, I have an and idea. Troy, well, like, first, the thing that really stuck out to me in this scene is Troy is very much usually on, right. like, the Crusher team. Right, she's right. all about emotion, right? But she's like, yeah, we might, we shouldn't be interfering with their mm-hmm. natural development. And I was like, do you yeah, believe that, Troy? For this episode, she does. Yeah, it's, it's necessary for someone right. to pipe up, and, like, Troy doesn't have a whole lot of lines in this episode, yeah. so they were like, give it to her. <laughs> But Picard's like, you know, cultural contamination must be prevented. But Riker's like, look, Captain, I have a one <laughs> Which is crazy like the same idea, idea that's ever, always, ever happened in these shows. It's not his idea. Yeah, it is. They alter their features and skin color yeah, and look like Mintakins, and they're going to go down to the planet and pretend to be them. Thankfully, they had put up the duck blind, and they found out a lot of information yeah, about how they live. Talk to so their, they could use fit their in. language. I guess like they have a way to commu- make the communicator only so you can hear it, which I also kind of thought was the way it worked anyway. Like, yeah, well, no, it everyone doesn't can hear because, it because like. Everybody around but you it's, can it's, hear it's, it, too. I always thought it... So, like, in my headcanon, it was that the translator in your ear was your communicator. And when you hit the button on your chest, it activated the ear communicator. And that's how you heard it. Uh, I mean, that makes more sense. I've often, like, struggled with the idea of how the communicator works, because, like, I no, care way I, too much about this <laughs> horse too, shit. Which is why we do this uh, this other horse shit called like, the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, like, they they sometimes, when somebody calls them, they're like, hey, Riker, what's up? Right. They have to hit the right. button to they respond. Don't. And other yeah. times, I they don't. Know. don't. I don't know. In, again, in my head, is there, like, a captain override that just um, automatically communicates with? Like, is there, like, a red button override that's like, I need to talk to Riker now. Let me talk to him. And, I don't know. Like the previous communicators, right, it's a make phone. Far it's a sense. fucking phone. They're yeah. just cell phones. <laughs> These communicators don't make all that much sense in my head. Even though it doesn't happen in the show all the time, yeah, you have you to have accept to press the, the button boop. to talk. Yeah. It, it is it's a, like a next to talk situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Riker and Troy as Mentakins being they also just use their real names. <laughs> they didn't have other funny. names. They're just but, like, fuck it. We don't have time for that. Yeah, they beam down, and uh, there's a great moment where Troy's like, yeah, women walk in front yeah. of men because uh, that's the way it is here. And Riker's like, oh, because women are in charge? And he, she's like, no, it's because if somebody wants to 
procure your services. Right. They it's have very to open. Me. And he's like, what type of services? And she's like, all of them. And we as an audience are like, yeah. wow, they fucking yeah, everybody very, on this very open. And he's like, this is an enlightened society. Because I get this to This dude fuck. gets to fuck all cool. kinds of first co- pre-first contact aliens. It's true. Sometimes yeah. by Sometimes choice. Sometimes by choice. Um... They uh, they meet Nuria, who is the leader yeah. of this Mintakan group, and she's when she's listening to Liko's story about the Picard, she's like, "This is all superstitious yeah. horse shit." And Riker and Troy show up, and is like, "Hey, I'm Troy, and this is Riker. <laughs> we're, we're definitely Mintakans." Uh, I think yeah, had a yeah, dream, she, yeah. Bro. She says, "Oh, you had a very interesting dream." And he's like, "It wasn't a dream." He gets real defensive. Yeah, he's like, "But no, yeah, you're the you dream. had a dream." But then they bring. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, but then they and bring Doctor Palmer in, and you know what? What leg? And do you then have they to look stand at the camera point, and the right? Curb Your Enthusiasm theme plays because it's. Whoops. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh oh. This whole episode could be summed up with like if you pull up on your TV guide and it would be like Star Trek <laughs> one hour. Uh oh. Dude, it's like it's fucking. It's like fate is just like pissing on them. Fuck. Yeah, Riker calls the ship and he's like, "We, Guys, we need to have get a problem." Yeah. <laughs> it's everything that could possibly go yep. wrong is going wrong yep. for our heroes. It's at this perfect point. failure, dude. It's perfect failure. Doctor Baron, meanwhile, uh, has a point when he says, "Like you need to beam Palmer aboard. We've already tainted this society. We have already broken." Yeah. The He's prime of directive. the mindset that they can still get out of this, right? Like they can still uh, not like wash their hands of it, but they they can well, yeah, to, to mitigate the damage, the damage right? they've caused. But yeah. Dr. Barron thinks that what's right. broken is broken. There is no more right. broken or less broken. And a man's life hangs in the balance true. at this point. <laughs> it, No, that's not how yeah. the Prime Directive works. Like you said earlier, it's a rubber right. band. It's, it's it, not a metal you need to. You need to, like, think outside the box. Like, that's, that's how, like, historically, like, we would think. Like, well, we got to get away from this. we gotta, we got to be away from this. But that's would cause more problems at this point. Like you said, it would fucking oh yeah, holy wars and shit spawn from just this one thing. It, it's it, like it's tainted to the point where it's necessary for yeah. there to be intervention. Picard hasn't arrived no. at that point yet. He still wants to stay as hands off as he possibly can, and that includes beaming Palmer yeah. back to the they, ship. I mean, they can. Whether you agree with that or not, right. that's his stance. Like a man's life does hang in the balance, and that does have yeah. a lot of weight. It just to shows it. how captains have to think like chess, like five steps ahead, right? Like he's got to think of a big, bigger picture where Barrett yeah. can. His job is to watch them and talkins and be some sort of scientist for the Federation, and that his, you know, his job is to not break the Prime Directive. But starship captains are different. Yeah, like. They they have a lot more like judge pow- judging power. You know what I mean? Like they can choose to influence things differently than like just a regular scientist would. I would assume. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They have a hell of a lot more responsibility yeah. for that as well. Well, I was pleasantly surprised the first time I saw this that because uh, in, in a few minutes, Troy's yeah. life is They're hanging horny to shoot people well. with arrows in this and episode. I was, <laughs> yes. Yes. I was extremely pleased by the fact that Troy's life being in danger does not weigh more on Picard than uh, yeah, Homer's yeah, it's all the same, right? Yeah, it's it, one life is one life. Just because you know somebody, that's right. the way TV works, right? Where it's like, I won't get involved if whoever gets hurt. But yeah, like it's friend. that it's that lazy fucking writing. It's it's what they do in the new in the new shit, right? Oh, my friend. Yeah, yeah, like my friend is like I have to fight this Klingon and calls right. War I gotta my scream because my friend died. Now I'm a Vulcan and I'm screaming. I have to, I have yeah. to scream and punch a man yeah. in the face over and over yeah. again. The most yeah. Vulcan on top thing of a train in the sky. Sure, space train. <laughs> um, the the Mentakins decide after much debate that uh, Palmer should be kept safe so that they can you know please the Picard. At this point, even like uh, Nuri convinced is that yeah. sort of. She's convinced because I mean, he said that there were eight, like yeah. these great powerful beings. There's one right there. One yeah, of wearing like a up, fucking like, spacesuit, which is just like a leotard. They try like Riker and Troy are like, oh no, he. Well, they start speculating like immediately. They're like, like, well, maybe the Picard like banished him. Yeah. <laughs> and they try to like it, mitigate it, the yeah. damage, but it's impossible. Like it's because spreading it's, like a fucking alien there, point. right? Like, what are you gonna say? Like, oh yeah. He's like, oh no, it could be yeah. a, a person from far away. And where? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, no, where the makes fuck no would sense that right be? Now. Like, <laughs> uh, and they just sort of debate about it for a second, and then Troy goes, "Wait, I saw another one over there. He went that away." <laughs> and they all run out afterwards in a very he went that away. <laughs> Fucking Benny Hill. They all Benny Hill out. <laughs> oh, it works. And uh, Riker's like, hey, men yeah, talking old guy. guy, old guy. Old Let man. me help you with those ropes. Oh, because he's tying up ropes, old man. Palmer. He's yeah, he's like, let me show you how to tie him tighter. And he like ties yeah. him up. He ties the old man up, which is great. He's like, sorry, friend, but Palmer must be... This man must be set yeah. free. And he picks him up over his shoulder and, like, drops him six times. Palmer's Oops. Like, I have Oops. serious Oops. internal bleeding. <laughs> Palmer's like, please, I've broken every bone in my body. Oh, Palmer. But, um... The fucking OG just sees. She's, she's, she yeah, goes she back for her, something. Like, cloak or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot my cool hat. And she goes back and sees, and she's like, everybody, he's stealing the Picard's friend. The Palmer. The Palmer. Oh, my God. And Riker's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he hides right? him in this, like, fucking crevice. <laughs> he, like, props him in this little hole. And the thing is, this scene is what we in the business call yeah. a padding scene. There was definitely probably five minutes, maybe four minutes in the episode that needed to be padded, so Riker continuously runs behind a rock and doesn't beam out. 
over and yeah. over and over again. Uh, is it is it because like they can't get him, or is that me making? Okay, that no, should be they don't the reason. Mention that at all. He he says like. Uh, Lock onto my yeah. signal and prepare me to uh, prepare to beam me right. to sick bay on my signal, and then he runs away. And a guy with it a would bow be and better if, if he was like beam me out now, and they're like, we can't get a lock on you, sir. And he goes, and he's like, oh god, like that yeah. would be better. Like that would be like a cool Riker moment too. That's, that's yeah, like it's a super, it's a super nitpick. nitpick yeah, it's, it's it like is, I'm but... super nitpicking, but like he keeps running behind beam rocks, out, and I keep being like, all right, yeah, now he out. beams out. Yeah. Now yeah. he beams beam out. Fuck out. It only happens well, like three or four times, but then he finally like shoves him in a rock. Yeah, they do they like a, it's kind of a neat like like setup. Like it's he kind of beams out. Yeah, the bow and arrow guy just like runs time, up yeah. just in which time to him to is like them. super fucking magic, right? Yeah, I mean, like, imagine seeing somebody go? beam out like in real life. You'd be like, "What the shit?" I would. <laughs> you would be I like, would "It's piss. a ghost. It's a fucking ghost." Insta- I would instantly piss. If somebody beamed out, I would immediately. Well, if it looked like that, yeah. But if they if they just like vanished and you didn't know, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I think they were a ghost." (laughs) Ghosts are real shit. I better (laughs) stop shit talking. Fucking punching the air. I might be punching ghosts. (laughs) I've been shit talking ghosts so long. I really gotta cut that shit out. Ghosts are like, fuck, he doesn't want to haunt his dickhole. <laughs> he makes that sheet with two That's eyes so in it one more time. We don't look like that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Baron, back on the ship, is like, Picard, you have to pretend you're their god and yeah. tell them what they need to do, or else like, shit's going like, to go horribly wrong. That's a fucking terrible idea, because <laughs> it is. Yeah, Picard's like I. He's like I will not impose a set yeah, of commandments on these people. It's great, which is a great line. And there's there's like a jab at like all religions in this, like a very mm-hmm. heavy jab that I love, where they're like, if you don't step in, then there's gonna be holy wars, inquisitions, yep. burnings yep. at the stake. People are going to die and suffer yep. for all time. It's horrible. It's a fucking nightmare, dude. It is. And he's like, look, you you told me about their leader, Nuria, that she was an incredibly logical, Mm -hmm. reasoning person. Maybe I can convince her that I'm not Yeah, this is where he makes, like, the big, like, important captain decision, right? Like... Like, which is a tough decision. Like you are choosing. Yeah, to now now you're you're purposefully now. going to show them what you are. Which, again, like the prime directive isn't so much not showing like a underdeveloped pre warp societies who you are. It's to allow them to become who they are on their own terms. Yeah, if you show up like. You've talked about this a million times that if it turned out aliens were real and they were just like sub, yeah. like our whole society yeah. would be like, what the People fuck? Would lose their and minds. things would change. <laughs> and that's like, especially in like a exactly. fucking Bronze Age society, like if it turned right. out aliens were real and they're like, it, it fucking shit would just yeah. go crazy. 
So you have to stay away. You have to not show your hand because just existing will it change changes the their way whole their society. World. Their world is no longer. Forever. I mean, think about it. If it happened to us, like we no longer think that the sun is the center of the universe. We no longer think that the earth is the center of the universe. It immediately fucks yeah. all of our shit up. Like our whole, and like I've talked about this before when you've talked about if aliens were real, everybody would fucking freak out. Like, I feel like there would be a massive percentage of the population they wouldn't believe that just it. refused. Yeah. They they would be like, no, God. Well, it would take humans. it would take generation. Like that, like, I think that's kind of what happens in in Star Trek. Like if there were fucking aliens that yeah. moved to our planet, and they fucking just lived right. on the Lower East Side, yeah, uh, there would they still wouldn't be believe people it. who just refused. That's they not they real. don't exist. They're not aliens. They're just a liberal people pretending hoax. to be aliens. Yeah. Just like the virus. Just like the coronavirus. Yeah. It's, a it's a liberal hoax. That's what they would fucking say. Fucking, maybe the coronavirus maybe. is the Could space be. flu. I think it came from bats. Who knows? I think that's where it came from. Probably. <laughs> fucking bats. <laughs> Unclean-ass motherfuckers. Take that, Damn, Batman, now, now you got bitch. Batman pissed um, at you. You got ghosts and Batman pissed at you. Look, if I can just turn the damn it, Riddler. <laughs> the uh, one of my favorite detective stories is by uh, uh, I think it's fuck it maybe Dashiell Hammett I forget but it's called the no it's Raymond Chandler mm-hmm. it's the Continental Op. This uh, detective, this private eye, gets hired to go into this town and stop this like dispute between these two peoples, these two like these gangsters like and these like rich people. And he yeah. turns them against each other. Yeah, Yojimbo. And then leaves. <laughs> yeah. And they just destroy each Yojimbo. other. <laughs> uh, I, fuck, yeah, it's pretty similar. But uh, I think, it might, it I don't might, know if it predates yeah. it or not, but I, Raymond Chandler was a giant racist, so I Well, he might have watched uh, Fistful of Dollars, but stole Yojimbo. It was definitely, okay. it definitely then, predated then it Fistful predates of Dollars. Yojimbo. But I mean, the idea of turning two of your enemies against no, each other like isn't like no, it's like fucking five rings shit, right? <laughs> yeah, but like he uh, he like turns them against each other, and he just sort of like sits and waits for them to destroy each and other, leaves. and then he collects yeah, his paycheck. <laughs> and like the person who hired him is like, "You're He's a like, fucking monster, I'm rich now." <laughs> and he just he just shrugs and goes, yeah, oh, "I'm doing my job, it, dude." <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> um. I don't know what that had to do with anything, but uh, when when Nuria is finally by herself, uh, Picard has her transported on board, and he's like, she's like, oh, he's like, you're Nuria, right? And she's like, yes. yeah. She's like, where the fuck am in I? In shock. And he says, my name is Captain Jean Luc. Zoom in, yeah. Super zoom in, Picard. Yeah. And she drops to her knees in front of him. And he's like, no, no, stop. Stop. No, stop no, it. no, stop. And what does Picard do afterwards? We'll find out after these messages. <laughs> after the messages. In Pizza Hut, your kids can share in the adventures of Fern Gully. I'm Zach. I'm Krista. With the Fern Gully Pizza Pack, they get a personal fan pizza with their favorite topic, a collectible cup featuring their favorite Fern Gully characters, and a package of seeds they plant and watch grow in their own terrarium. All for just $2.99 and only at Pizza Hut. Now your kids can explore the adventures of Fern Gully. This is so incredible. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're back. Back streets, back. All right. All right. So Picard does not want Nuria to be, like, worshipping him, and he just keeps having to, like, yeah. force her not to. Like, cut that out. Cut it out. Yeah, so the door opens, right, like the Star Trek door, and she's like, oh, even the doors obey your commands. And he's like, no, our doors are just different, yeah, which is different great. doors. It's a great way to put it. He liked, but he, she can't understand yet, right? He explains himself in an incredible way. He explain he like takes her to a room, like the conference room, where she can yeah. see her planet below. Yeah, and he says, "Look, did your people not live in caves at a certain point?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we did." And now you have huts. Yeah, what would somebody who lived back then think of you now? And he eventually yeah. leads her to thinking, like, through, like, this complex sort of discussion, like, she might think that I'm magic in the same way I think you're yeah. magic. It's that Arthur C. Clarke shit, yeah. right? He's like, she might be very afraid of you, and like, you're afraid of me. And she says, you know, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. And you but think then, she's learned. Right, but then the real big question kicks in, where yes. of course it was going to go to this, right? She says, like, so many of our people died in a flood last year, and you have the power of life and death. You gave Liko back his life. You saved his life. Yeah. Can you bring back all those people? Will you? Not can. Will you bring back yeah. all those people? And he says, like, I can't do that. And she says, why? Why do you choose that? Why do you choose to refuse us? Yeah, and he's like, ah, fuck. Here we go, right? uh, Very conveniently, Dr. Mary Warren is dying. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, uh, it's so good someone was dying today. (laughs) Because, like, Crusher's like, we're about to lose Dr. Warren, and Picard's like, oh, shit, this is perfect. I'm on my way. (laughs) I can exploit her death. (laughs) He brings Nuri in and watch. They watch her die, and she dies like pretty shittily. It's a pretty shitty death. She's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. She like she doesn't even evacuate her bowels, which is like, come on, lady. That's not realistic. Come on, I'm supposed to believe you're dead and poop doesn't fly out of your butt. Like Nuria should have been staring sadly, and then you just hear all sorts of gross poop gases noises. coming out. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. And Nuria's like. <laughs> Why didn't you save her? And he's like, we we couldn't. Our power does have limits. Like, we can fix broken bones. We can heal diseases. We can even prolong life. But we can't stop the inevitable. Yeah. We aren't supreme beings. We live and die just like you do. And she yep. she finally understands, having been faced with it. Yeah. Unfortunately... Like- down on the planet's surface, uh, Liko has not Liko's, learned shit. He's like, Picard wants me to shoot Troy! <laughs> Picard's like, it, like, Liko's like, oh shit, Picard made a storm. We don't normally yeah. have storms. Yeah, it's 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 very, like, how it is, like, here yeah. on Earth. We're like, oh, well, there's an earthquake. Oh, no, oh my. 
what does that mean? What is you know, God saying to us with this earthquake? It's, it's the fucking earthquake. It's the coincidence. It's the just shit happened. happens. Yeah. How's all the fucking time? And he's like, what does Picard <laughs> want from us? He's angry that we haven't punished Troy for her actions. Yep. That's what that's what that means. And yep. like everybody's like, how can you possibly know that? And he's like, we have yeah. to do something. He right. grabs a bow and arrow and people are like, yo, like... We don't know what Picard wants. We have to wait for Nuria. She's in charge. And he's like, she's not here. <laughs> and they go looking yeah. for her and can't find her. And he's like, Picard has taken her. Which is true. but Which is true. He's right about that, yeah. Uh, he but he doesn't know. He doesn't know that. He's going to kill Troy. And Troy's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like. Maybe not. She's like, how could you possibly know what the Picard wants? Like, yeah, you're just deciding all this on your own. What if you make the wrong decision? Won't he be angry with you? Which is a very smart tack to take. Which is genius. But also, like, you get to see how, like, Liko just, like, wants this shit to be true. Like, he just yeah. wants it to be true. He he wants Picard to be real. And, like, you understand from a meta narrative that, like, he wants Picard to be real because his wife died a year right, you ago. Don't, that right, becomes you don't, very real in a moment. But, like... Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Um, Liko's like, Picard... Uh, I ask, I beseech the overseer, the Picard, what should I do? And Picard walks out and he's like, stop right there. It's like fucking mythological as shit. Yeah, and right? like, like, you oh can my see, God, the Picard. You can see why these people might think this because it's just like the timing is yeah. perfect and it's just very coincidental, but... And, but yeah. Nuri is like, no, he's, he's mortal like the rest of us. Like, he's yeah. no god. He's just more advanced than we are and Liko's like no Picard please bring my dead wife back yeah, save my wife I'll give you my life for yeah, her and you feel it you're like shit this yeah. fucking sucks for this guy this dude's this dude's hurt yeah and he's like no I'll show you yeah and he but pulls this out, is great this he pulls is out his bow and arrow and points at Picard and Nuria tries to like do the the standard Star Trek thing and throw herself in front yeah. of it I'm he's glad like, no. they didn't do that yeah he's like no he let him shoot me. Way and he's like, look, if I am who I say I am, if I'm being truthful, and you shoot me with that arrow, you will kill me. Yeah, I'll die. <laughs> and he's Lika thinks about it for a second, but then he draws back and OG jumps out, thankfully, and pushes him a little bit. So the yeah. arrow just hits Picard in the shoulder. Misses him by a tiny amount. Yeah. Nuria, like holds up Picard's blood on her hands and Liko's like, oh my god. I fucked up so bad. <laughs> I killed God. Oh no. Yep. yep. This, is, this is Nietzsche as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, this is Nietzsche as fuck. Like, Dr. Crush, there's this, there's this weird moment in the voiceover where like Picard sounds like he hates Dr. Crusher and thinks she's incompetent. Yeah. He's like, Captain's Log, supplemental. Dr. Crusher has repaired my injury with her usual skill. I didn't take it as that, but <laughs> I took it as him realizing that she had, like, a really bad day, right? Yeah, and he's probably th so. throwing her, like, a, yeah, she did a really good job, despite all this. Because, I mean, none of this is her fault. This is, like... No. This is cr like crazy. This right? is a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, it's like that book, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. This is one bad day. <laughs> What's that book with the kid? Some something's bad day. Oh yeah, the very good, the very bad, no good. Some 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 something day. Yeah, yeah. 
It's that this is Picard's version of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LaForge is gonna dismantle the observation post, but they do want to speak with the Mentakins one last time. Yeah. And he shows them the observation post, and they're all like, "Magic." Yep. And they're like, "Nah, it's just light." <laughs> He's like, "No, nah, it's just advancement. It's just technology beyond yours." Yeah. And. Liko finally understands that he was wrong, but he also shows that, like, Vulcan reasoning, where he's like, you know, I understand exactly why they kept their duck blind secret, because look what happened when we found out about it. Yeah, he says, like, look what happened to me. Like, he realizes, yeah. like, oh, I am I got, like, pulled into this, like, zealotry, like, instantly. Because I because I, I wanted to believe this shit. He's like, but they're very confused about why the Federation would want to study them. Yeah, they don't understand that. Because the Federation is this incredibly advanced society, but Picard sums it up in a way that, like, very much, like I love for one, but very much explains humanity's obsession with the past. Yeah. Which is like your people are very much like ours, and understanding you is understanding ourselves. Right. And that's. Understanding our past is understanding ourselves. Right. And it's, all of our outward searching, all of our, like, searching through the universe is, in a way... Inward searching. Yeah. In a way, yeah. an attempt to understand ourselves. That's absolutely what it is. That's a- everything we ever do. That and and comfort. The we, humanity, we crave comfort. The greatest mysteries of humanity, you know... Are all about us. We're a very selfish species. Yeah, it's all about where did we come from? Why are we here? Right. What is our purpose? Humanity is the big mystery to humanity. We want to know ourselves. Yeah, because we have like amnesia. Nuria thanks Picard and for showing her like what they can accomplish that nothing is outside of their reach and he says even the stars <laughs> which like that might be the worst thing you can say to these people <laughs> yeah you know and she's like she should have been like wait the stars do govern us <laughs> wait astrology is real <laughs> but she doesn't thankfully they yeah, give she, yeah. they give Picard a tapestry like a little Mentakam boy gives it to him yeah and they just smile and nod, and he finally beams out. And hopefully, the Mentakins do someday join us in the stars. Yeah, it's uh, this is a this is such a good episode. I feel like we always forget to talk about this one. It's because, true. This this is one of the best examples of the Prime Directive episodes. Yes, yes. They play with it a little later, more right, like with the one we were talking about earlier with the. Riker going down, getting mm-hmm. uh, sexed by that nurse. Uh, but this is, like, very good. This is such a fundamental Star Trek episode, really. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's one of those episodes that... Exp- it's fundamental. It explains what Star Trek is at yeah. its core, in a it's way. It's what that, it is, yeah. Uh, I do have a, a John Larroquette fun fact of the week about this episode. Oh, how well, interesting. <laughs> Although I'm sure it's not a fun fact for anyone who was in this episode. <laughs> uh, this episode was filmed at Vasquez Rocks, which yeah. is extremely familiar to Star Trek, the original series fans. It have It's in a lot of episodes. They go all there all the time. For every, sh- every show has been there. Like every science fiction oh, yeah. show. However, uh, they spent two days shooting in 100 degrees Fahrenheit heat. 
it's hot. Which, which for our international fans is 38 degrees Celsius. Um, oh, it's super hot. I don't want to do my acting job. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes it really bad. Uh, there were snakes, scorpions, and bees everywhere. Bees? This is when bees existed? Bees Holy existed shit. back then. Oh, so they weren't bees. allowed to wear deodorant or perfume the entire time. Yeah. That's, so not yeah. only were they super hot and surrounded by scorpions, snakes, and bees, but they also stunk like a motherfucker. Well, good thing you can't smell through the television, right? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. It's not like that Disney experience. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Imagine what porn would smell like. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. I don't wanna. <laughs> I got another John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Will Wheaton does not appear in this episode. That's the best fact. <laughs> so he's still here, right? At this point, he's still on the ship, right? He should be, yeah. I think he is. There's a great Jonathan Frakes quote about this episode. Oh, man, yeah. The Frankmeister. My, my experience with being a Mintakan gave me a great appreciation for what Michael Dorn goes through every single morning. There it is. Yeah, I knew he didn't like it. Yeah. I knew that I, he did. I think my makeup took like two and a half hours, and I don't sit very well. I get very fidgety. The look yeah. was astounding. You're amazed at how people react when you have it on. I'll do the occasional Mintakan, but I'm very thankful I get to use my own face. Yeah. Poor Dorn. Dorn has to sit like God. How many like you show up at work at like four in the morning? Yeah, everybody else shows there. up at like eight, and yeah. you're just fucking there for four and a half hours getting your shit put yeah. on. Everyone else shows up at eight, and they don't go to work right away. They're there on set, ready to be called, but they're not there to. It's not like eight. It's like an alarm goes off. They're like, okay, time to shoot. You know what I mean? Like they get to like mill around and do shit, go to the crafty, eat some fucking cheese curls. Yeah. You, you just got this forehead appliance yeah. waiting on your forehead. For You've been there for eight hours. hours fucking getting shit put on your face. It's horrible. Michael <laughs> Dorn does not get the appreciation he deserves. Nah, he's great. I love Michael Dorn. God damn it, <sighs> Space Dorn. Damn it, Space Dorn. <laughs> you gotta get under the ball. This is a fucking incredible episode, though, is the thing. Like, it's not... Yeah. The best Star Trek episode. There are better episodes, but it's like Josh said, it's an incredibly fundamental Star Trek episode. It's one of my favorite ones. Every time I I think of like I often forget about this episode, and then I I watch through the series and it pops up, and I'm like, oh fuck, this one, this one's great. That happens it's to just, me with so many episodes. There's so many, and this is this is definitely one of them. You know, which is like. A sign of how fucking good TNG is. It's just full of this shit, you know? Yeah, there's so many episodes of TNG that, like, I, I sort of trip over, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that, this is a really fucking great episode. How come I don't instantly recall this every time I think of good episodes? gigantically good. At, there's, like, Titan of episode, right? Like, it's Darmok true. is fucking incredible, right? And... It's weird that I don't remember Voyager's good episodes in the same way, even though they're so few and far between. Space Salamander. That's the best one. Catfish. Catfish That's the same episode. one. The one where they race in that space uh, NASCAR race. The one Tum- where they get turned into lizards. Wait. That one. <laughs> Tsunkatse. The one where uh, Janeway and Paris fuck, but they're animals. Wait. 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 <laughs> Threshold, the greatest episode on television. Wait, wait, that's the same one. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. (laughs) The one where the doctor sings opera a lot. Yes, that one. That one. 
I like the episode we saw uh, last time, and I also like the episode where Bolana Torres like meets her mother in Stovacor and yeah. fake hell Stovacor. Gre- Grethor, right? Is that yeah, what it is? Grethor. Grethor or something, yeah. Who's yeah. your favorite Klingon, Josh? We did a uh, poll about this. I think Martok's the best Klingon. I fucking super agree. Martok He's, is my favorite Klingon. That dude is like what Klingons are, right? Like yeah. it's like he's like a good guy. He's not super revengey, you know what I mean? Like a lot of Klingons are just like revenge, Which right? Like, War we always talk about how Worf is like a weeboo for Klingons. Like he, yeah. he has this idea of what Klingons are in his head that he's trying to live up to that's not what they are. Yeah, he has a Klingon body pillow. Yes. It's himself. <laughs> it's himself. Shit. But like Martok is the quintessential Klingon. He's like extremely yes. easy to anger. He does he right. makes terrible decisions sometimes. But he's, but he's also he's, humble. Yeah. He he's com- he comes right. He's genuinely a great person underneath yes. all of it. He he's comes just a from warrior. He comes person. from like humble beginnings. He's not yeah. like a rich like aristocratic Klingon. He's like a no. soldier, right? Yeah, he's he's a warrior through and through, but he's also a genuinely, like, he's a good heroic yeah. warrior. Like, you could talk to him. Like, th- I think that part uh, when Nog makes fun of him and he laughs, I think that's yeah. great. Because you're like, ah, oh, this dude's just letting this, like, little frog man talk to him like this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and he just laughs. He's like, ha ha ha. Good. He's, he's impressed that this little dude <laughs> yeah. is capable of yeah. having the chutzpah it's to cool. say some shit. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I love Martog. <laughs> uh, the Mentakans never come back, which I think is smart. Yeah, like, you can Bringing them. them back would have been shitty, but I wonder if there's like extended universe like books and stuff about the Mentakans. Probably. There's probably some fan shit where... Riker gets down with OG. <laughs> you know there's that. Oh, for sure. Well, like, you've played a ton of Star Trek Online. How far in the future does Star Trek Online take place? 2410. 2410. And how far in the future is that? From uh, this? No, from, from, yeah, from, like, TNG. This is 2367-ish, 69-ish. So it's like 40 years. 40 years. That's definitely not long enough to go from the bronze. No, no, they, no. It's not. <laughs> it's it's basically just like the tail end of of like uh TNG track, right? Like Yeah. It's yeah. I would so. love to to have like a book that like explain like a fake history book that explains the Mentakin's journey from this point to oh my space God. travel. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. You know how fucking crazy awesome that would be? It'd be hard to do, but... It would be. like Honestly, I would love to have fake history books on every Star Trek race. I think that would be the dopest shit ever. One of my favorite things in the Enterprise is when Daniels transports Archer to the future, but it's not the Federation future. It's like Earth is destroyed, and they're in a regular library. And he's he's like, we have to look through these books... To like find out like where I where we are because I don't know where we are. He's like I don't know when we are, and he finds a book about the Romulan Star Empire and he picks it up, and Daniel says, "You better not read that." (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "You better put that down. (laughs) That's not for you." (laughs) Which is, I mean, can you imagine though, like having a library full of like 
just the history of these species. It would be fucking incredible, it dude. It would be fucking You would incredible. never leave. You would just sit there and read that shit all day. Uh, man, they're missing out. They should do, like, fucking, like, written... Even if it's not canon. Like, right. Like, if they decide it's not canon. Like, the written history of Vulcan. Vulcan. The written and history or, of, yeah. of Kronos. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, be so awesome. fucking cool. Kronos um, would be hard, because, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All the houses. It'd be like European history. Like, when you study European history, you're like, this is so fucking insane. <laughs> it's so convoluted. This shit is fucking psycho. Because these people are lunatics. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought you were going to say how cool would it be to have, like, a library of books full of, like, future knowledge and shit. Oh, that would be... Uh, I mean, obviously, like, that I would, would be... be awesome. Every time I crack a book, I would be worried. Because I would be thinking about... There yeah. was this... Uh, it would change. I'm, I've been listening to the Magnus Archives, which I think is fairly good. I would su- I would suggest it to people. Yeah. And there's an episode of this guy who, uh, this dude he wasn't really friends with, but knew fairly well. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Li- they didn't like each other. Left him a book in his will, and the book is just full of written accounts of people's deaths that are like extremely specific. What? And talk about what people feel and stuff when they die. That's fucked up. And he gets to the ne- the second to last one, and it's the guy who bequeathed him the book's death. Explained That's in excruciating amazing. detail. Amazing. And he turns the page. And it's his name. It's his death in excruciating detail. And he's like, well, okay, it says I'm in up- Upper Yorkshire or whatever. I just won't go there. Right, and he like puts the book away, but he has to. He like gets the urge to read it all the time, and he does again, and it's changed because he's not going to go to Upper Yorkshire. He dies in his own neighborhood, and it it tells how it happened. And that's incredible. The way the Magnus Archive works is like people. There's somebody in an archive of like uh, esoteric, like occult knowledge who's reading this into a tape recorder. Right. And so they know what happens afterwards, after the statement ends. So he's like, uh, I, the guy normally is like, oh, this is what happened to the person or whatever. He goes, I don't think I need to tell you how this man died and when. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Holy shit. I would be terrified of that every time I opened up a future knowledge book. Well, the, the good thing is that none of neither of us are ever going to be important enough that they're no, going to write about fuck us. fuck no. Uh, so, that's good. Some yahoos in fucking Pennsylvania died once. Oh, yeah. well. Bunch of dinglings who did some stupid shit. Yeah. Man, the... But le- if you're listening to the CBS, and I know you are because you're always waiting to take down our t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. You need to fucking put some money into making histories of all the Star Trek races. Well, that's what they did with uh, SWOTOR. They, before the game came out, they had this archive where, like, Jedi Nostaral, he was like a Cloplune guy, whatever they're called. So he was like uh, an archivist, like archivist. Yeah, he was an archivist, and he would read you these accounts, and they would show you, like, little images, like 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 not motion images, but, like, drawings, basically, of, like, these events, and he would talk about the history of the Jedi, and it was, it was fucking incredible. That I love it. fucking great. It was awesome. If we could get some of that for Star Trek. Yeah. I know there's a book, uh, I'm gonna, I don't know the exact name of it, but you can get it kind of like you can get the Holocron books for Star Star Wars. Like, I have the Sith Holocron, and mm-hmm. it opens up, and it gives you the book. You can get a Star Trek one, it's like 
the early history of the Federation. And it's like 2163 to 2266 or whatever. And then there's a second one that's the later history. That sounds awesome. I don't have them. I would love to buy them, but I don't have I them. I would love them. You can look. I think it's on Amazon. I I'm think just, I saw it. I'm just really curious about what happens with the Mintakins, which is the purpose. Like, you're supposed yeah. to be curious about what happens to the Mintakins. Yeah. Because, yeah, you want to know. I want to know. I want to know where the fuck they came from, but they're never going to explain that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. They made them Vulcan-ish because, like, we need some Vulcans, right? That's why. When the team beams down to, like, fix the duck blind, there's a guy in an old, uh, like, science uniform, like a pre-season two science uniform. Yeah. And I could have sworn he was a Vulcan for a minute. Nah. But he was just a really craggy, stern face, like a Vulcan. Yeah. He's oh. been there that long. That's a shame. <laughs> Fashion has changed, and he didn't get the memo. <laughs> There's so much of that. Like, they have yeah. all these leftover shitty old uniforms. You'll see a scant every now and then. Yeah, Somebody not will be wearing it. I'm it'll be a, a scant Usually, it'll... Day. Dude, oh, can you imagine how freeing... Oh, my God. Yeah. Scan you can wear a up. skirt now, except everybody will fucking judge you because their society sucks. Yeah, yeah. Scants, though. Yeah. Scant's just, like, one thing, too. You just put it on, it's then you're done. You don't have to, like, lace anything piss? up. or. How do you piss in this? You scant? pull it up. You just pull it up, hike it up. Yeah, you hike it up and piss. Hike up your scant a little more and show your world to me. <laughs> some, some Dave Matthews band. Uh, I was going to say everybody misses Dave Matthews band. No they're one still, misses Dave Matthews band. They're still in fucking tour, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're still shitting off that bridge in Chicago or whatever. Yeah, this remember is that? like, this is nothing about, I do remember that, by the way, but this is nothing about nothing, but like, there's a band you've probably heard of called the Proto Men. Yeah, I know, I know that. Uh, they, they do these rock operas, and they've done Act 1 and Act 2. Act 2 came out 10 fucking years ago, and yeah. they're still touring with it. That's crazy. How dude. the fuck are they still touring? Well, like Dave Matthews bands that way, right? Like my friends, like that I used to bowl with, would go see them, and it's like, why are you going to see Dave Matthews band again? Like, Dave Matthews band has probably put out a few albums since they were popular, right? Because I mean, yeah. like, Huey Lewis and the News came out with an album like four years ago. Yeah, Dave Matthews is definitely still recording. But, like, the Proto Men did a cover album for Queen and never anything else. And that was also 10 years ago. So, yeah. what the fuck? I guess if you can do it, I don't know. Could you imagine how fucking tired of those songs? Oh, God. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I can, because I've done it. I remember being sick of shit, playing shit over and over. I. Dude, and we could didn't even imagine, go on, like, tour, really. Yeah, could you imagine going on tour for 10 years? No. Playing the same songs. No. About Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> About fucking Mega Man. Yeah. Oh, yep. man. Those, those albums are so fucking edgy. They're good. Like, I like them. Every, everybody blows them way out of proportion about how good they are. They're all right, and I like them. But, man, they are unbelievably edgy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's Mega listening. Man as well. So I remember. I, they might have been at one of the earlier MAGFests or something. I think they've gone to MAGFest a few times. Yeah, they, I believe they were there. I remember. They they were like the outfits, right? They have yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the band, there's another Mega Man band, the Megas, that don't wear outfits and play Mega Man I music. remember when you could just, like, 
like Ozma would just reference video games in their songs, mm-hmm. but now that's not enough. Now you have to like become the video game. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, right. It's big. When I was right? dead yeah. broke, man, we couldn't picture this. Yeah, that was that was good enough. But now it's like, no, uh, that's we fine. are Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want to be Mega Man, be my guest. But like, I, that's kind of like fallen by the wayside, though. A little like, bit. Yeah. For a long time, that was like everywhere. Yeah, like every big. band, like fucking Mega. Drive started out as like a video game band, and now yeah. they're just like a, a retro, like a synthwave band. Yeah, shit changes. Everything yep. moves ahead. That's right. It's a leaving us all behind, like the Mentalkins. But Star Trek is still here. Fucking way to wrap it all up <laughs> in a bow, Josh. That's I'm why I'm so here. impressed. I'm the intangible greatness of things. <laughs> can't can't put your finger on it, but. Man, when it's good, it's good. It's true. That's the Josh factor. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with the fear factor. <laughs> Starring Joe Rogan? Jo- um, the Star Trek is not leaving us behind because it'll always be there for us, and nothing has happened anytime recently that will change that fact for me. True. So <laughs> keep that in your heart of hearts, and you know what? If you have a big heart of hearts and you feel like you love what we do, you love the show, Jeff, Josh, how can I, a listener, support you and your delicious podcast? How? Well, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to wallpapers, a Discord full of great cool people who will be your friends. Yes. You get access to behind-the-scenes posts. You get access to all types of shit. And if you just up a few dollars more, you can get emails a week early. You can get Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, which we just did a new one of. Mm-hmm. You can get extra podcast commentary tracks, pictures of our feet, I guess. People <laughs> love yet, that, but, right? I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, at some point, I'm cool with it. Whatever. Follow us for feet pics. Yeah, I'll, um, gi- I'll give you feed picks for 50 bucks. Fuck it. We uh, we almost hit $1,000 one month. Oh, it was so which, close. Which was going to be fucking dope, but then yeah. a bunch of people were like, no, not going to happen. But that would be cool if we did. I would it like would That'd be. be awesome. Yeah. It would be, like, we have a goal, which I think I'm going to add. I think I'll tell yeah. everybody the goal, actually. Yeah. I'm going to add to the site, and I'll tell everybody the goal. We want to hit 1200 a month. Because yeah. that is a perfectly round number for both of us, and we'll cover all of our expenses beyond it. Yeah, it'd be nice. That would be perfect if we could get there. So I will add that to the Patreon. I don't know what the reward will be. We haven't streamed as much as I hope. Yeah, I the streaming's well. tough. Uh, we need to do another movie watching. Yeah, we need to do another commentary. Well, since we're sure. like relegated to our houses for the next couple of weeks, we could probably yeah, get that. Might that be done. the time to do that actually, because yeah. we're supposed to be doing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah, fuck I'm excited yeah. as fuck for that. Oh my god! And you can only get that commentary track on Patreon.com/slash/AmClassPodcast. Uh, before I thank everybody for listening, I'd like to thank uh, Vitizen for the use of our uh, theme track, Outer Space Race. Mm-hmm. You are the king, Vitizen. <laughs> I love it. I listen to it all the time. It is such a great track. I say that all the time too, but it's tr- it's still true. It's I still to it true. Yeah. 
I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to M-Class Podcast. If it wasn't for you, our beautiful, extra sexy audience, there wouldn't be an M-Class Podcast. We, we would still be talking about Star Trek all the time, but we just wouldn't record it. Yeah, it would just get lost in space. Which uh, is another is a, show. Is a different show that yeah. we're not talking about. We don't talk about that show. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you to everybody who sends email in to us at mclassemail at gmail.com for the other show that we do. Thank you to patrons. Thank you to Josh. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode of M Class Podcast. Bye bye. Bye. I'm mentally ill.